for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 338 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhardt. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Buddy, buddy, buddy. How have you been? Man, I've been alright. I cannot complain. Yeah, that's good to hear. Um, what about you? I've been alright. So... You've been playing the Elden Ring? No, it comes out in an hour and a half. Oh, that's why. <coughs> and if it had been out earlier, I probably still wouldn't have had time to play it. In fact, at this point, I'm kind of wondering if I have time to play it tonight when it goes live. Uh-oh. This has been a fucking week, my dude. Really? For work? Yeah, mostly work. Mostly work stress. The thing is, like... You know, Monday was President's Day, right? Mm-hmm. Which was like, which I didn't even realize until like Saturday, where I was like, oh shit, I'm kind of off Monday because of President's Day, mm-hmm. right? The problem with that is like, yeah, that's cool to get a day off. But then I have to, like, it's not like the work that doesn't get done on Monday, like, is just gone. I have to still yeah. do that. So then I have to like sort of, squeeze five days of work into four days and then you add on to the fact that jesse and i are going to a concert tomorrow which i'm very excited about that's cool who you seeing coheed and cambria coheed and cambria that's gonna be awesome it is Uh, i'm literally getting to see my two favorite bands uh in the same month just like three weeks apart from each other that's lucky that i don't know that that's ever happened but you add that in and then it's kind of like well, I got a now I got to squeeze uh, five days of work into like three and a half days. So just a lot today. And, and I recorded something for Patreon today and we're recording. So just fuck uh, me, right? Huh? <laughs> so fuck me, yeah, right? Like fuck yeah. me, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if this is not a super, super long episode, I know you guys will understand. Uh, but by the way, it's not like we have a lot of shit to talk about anyway. Yeah, um, the dead space. Yeah, we kind of hit 
the dead space for Star Wars news. A couple of cool things, um, neither of which are super concrete of, as of yet, but um, cool to discuss and sort of do some cock of duty speculating on. That's oh, for boy. sure. Um, before we get into that, follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. If you really enjoy the show, what you should do is go to patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast and sign up to be a patron. Uh, it helps support the show, and when you sign up, you get access to all of our bonus content that we've ever posted um, which is exclusive to the Patreon uh, RSS feed. And I was looking today because I was going to record something for Patreon. And uh, when that releases, it will be our 160th Patreon exclusive release on the Patreon feed. So once again, patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. And a big shout out to our patrons. Uh, you guys are the best. And as a teaser, what I recorded today was the newest episode of Star Wars Year by Podcast with our buddy Steel. So that should be out shortly. Uh, yeah. Maybe even by the time you get around to listening to this. <clears throat> and then I have a, a little bit of extra business. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you just do the regular business and you're like, man, that was some good business. But then sometimes... Something extra shows up in the business. I uh, was a guest. I was lucky enough to be a guest on two uh, excellent podcasts, friends of ours. So I was on episode 116 of the Rogue Rebels podcast, talking about the finale, the book of Boba Fett. Right. And uh, that's, you know, with our buddy Sal and the whole family. It was a real good time. And then I was also lucky enough to be on... Uh, season 11, episode 3 of the Geek Dudes podcast with our buddy Chris Fresh and Jonesy and Dirty Uncle Mitch. Uh, it was a blast. Uh, Sounds awesome. Like a three-hour podcast, so, you know, strap in. It's like, a, it's like Peter Jackson uh, directed a Dirty Nerd podcast. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was, uh, it was a real good time, so you guys should check that out. And then finally, an episode that I was not on, but I watched it today on YouTube, and I cannot recommend it enough. It is one of my all-time favorite Star Wars podcast episodes, okay? Okay. And that comes from our buddy Steel. So what you're going to want to do is go over to the Steel Wars YouTube channel, or I imagine it's also on his podcast feed. But to me, this is one you really want to watch instead of just listening to. And the podcast you want to look into is titled Robbo's Ultimate Guide to the Influences of Star Wars Visions. Okay? And what it is is fucking two hours of pure fucking bliss for a Star Wars fan and a Japanese fan like myself because it is Robbo going over in great detail the different you know Japanese influences on Star Wars and we're talking Kurosawa we're talking you know different anime we're talking movies I've never seen nor heard of and it is extremely my shit 
So you guys should check it out. Uh, oh, yeah. A little recommendation from yours truly. So that check out awesome. The Rogue Rebels, episode 116. Check out The Geek Dudes, season 11, episode 3. And check out Steel Wars, Robbo's Ultimate Guide to the Influences of Star Wars Visions. <clears throat> so how has your week been, buddy? Oh, it's been good. I uh, I have nothing to complain about. Some crazy swings in the weather from hot to cold. Uh, but other than that, it's been fine. Yeah, it kind of seems like maybe we are starting to head out of the cold weather down here, right? Like, yeah, looking at the forecast, it's not getting below freezing for yeah. the next couple of weeks, it seems. And it was doing that pretty consistently. So There's a warm front of World War Three on the way. Oh, my God. Dude, tell me about it. Fucking tell me about it. It's like, oh, cool. You want two <sighs> years of a pandemic? Not really. Well, too bad. Here you go. Yeah, I'm really getting tired of living through the once-in-a-lifetime events. You know, the stock <laughs> market times. crash <laughs> and the housing, you know, bubble. Yeah, and it's the... awesome, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's a great time to be born. So I had something I had something kind of fucked up happen to me in public this week. That when I got home, I didn't tell Jesse about it at first because it was kind of embarrassing. Um, and then I told her about it, and she was like, no, that is fucked up. So Wednesday morning, right? I get up and I drive to Coleman, Alabama for right. work. <laughs> and Coleman, uh, not the greatest place. I mean, it's um, yeah, it's Alabama regardless, but it's Coleman, Alabama. So I'm already not looking forward to going there, right? Right. I get there early. Like, I get there as soon as the doors to the office I'm going to open so I can get in and get the hell out. That's just how I like to operate. So I get in, I get my computer set up, I sync up my fancy fucking Bose earbuds, and I get to work. You know what I mean? I'm listening to a right. little Coheed and Cambria. I got a set <clears throat> list on my phone that is the set list they've been playing on this tour. Ooh, you know what I mean? That is neat. Just jamming out, and I am I'm flying, buddy. I'm working real fast. I'm like, shit, I'll be out of here anytime. About 20 minutes into me working, somebody else comes into the office. That's fine, right? I prefer right. if I'm in there by myself just because I'm an antisocial weirdo. This guy comes in, and of all the workstations he chooses to sit in. Let me guess. The one, the one right, right next, to next to you. Yep. And I'm like, fuck. All right, whatever. Just keep working. So I'm sitting there working, and I should preface this by, by I, I'm starving right at this point, right? Like, I could, it's one of those things where you're like, man, I'm hungry. So I'm sitting there working. And then the guy keeps, like, like looking over at me. I'm like, don't try to talk to me, dude. I don't want to talk. I'm working, yeah. working, working. And he waves at me. So I take an earbud out. And he goes, oh, I didn't realize you couldn't hear me. And I was like, yeah, I've got earbuds in. It helps me concentrate. And he goes, you're real hungry, aren't you, buddy? Oh, my goodness. And I was Your like... stomach must have been blowing it up. It was, man. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, I, c I can hear that stomach. You need to go get something to eat or something like that. I am, at this point, fucking socially mortified. You know what I mean? Right. And so I just, like, I can't even remember what I said. All I know is, the next thing I know, my earbuds are in and I'm ignoring this dude. 
And of course, it's not like he's there and he finishes his business super quickly. He's there the rest of the time I'm there. And I'm just uncomfortable. I was like, it's fucking rude. Dude heard my stomach growling and he's like, got to say something about it. He's like, look at this fat fuck. He's so hungry. Can hear his (laughs) tummy talking at 820 in the morning. Well, if your stomach's growling, it's an indication that you've had incredibly little to eat. That's kind of been the goal lately. Yeah, so, I, I can tell. <clears throat> well, so so could he. Um, <laughs> so that was really, I mean, you know, besides just work and recording. I thought that was going to be much worse. Well, it, come on, you gotta admit. I that's thought a he was going to ask you if your dick got hard or something like that. Oh. Have we ever told the story about the dude at Best Buy? Do you remember this? Uh, I think I do now, yes. Now so, that you have brought it up. I didn't until you said something. So we, when Will was my roommate, we were having some internet issues where we couldn't really uh, both be on Xbox Live at the same time on either of our that was the worst. Xbox 360s. We couldn't get in. It had to be like Halo Reach groups together or something. I bet it was Reach, yep. So what I wanted to do was I was like, fuck it. We're not going to use the cable company's equipment anymore. I'm going to go buy like a super nice cable modem and router. Beefy router, yeah. Beefy router. So we go to Best Buy. We're on a mission. We were trying to play the Halo Reach beta. That shit wasn't working. That can't be when Halo yeah. Reach full releases. So I'm trying, can't to get, have it. trying to get this taken care of. And we're in the hardware section where they sell all the modems and routers. And this guy comes up. And the only way I can describe how he looked was Hoggle from Labyrinth. <laughs> That's a pretty good description. And he comes up. And, you know, I, all I want to know is which cable what? modem would he recommend? Right? Right. And he's going on and on. And he won't shut up. And I'm like, come on, man. Just give Wasn't me he like. Oh, no, keep going. And then we we pick one out, and I'm like, all right, this is the wireless router I want, the cable modem I want. Let's get the fuck out of here. And before I can turn around and leave, he goes, hey, I just want to say that I really feel for you. And I go, oh, that, thanks, man. I get that kind of stuff sort of often, you know. Uh, and I get it. People are awkwardly like being like, good on you, man. Look at you. But then he goes, you but, know, I mean, okay, that in itself is backhanded. But anyway, go ahead. Then he goes, um, you know, my fiance's son is uh, in a wheelchair, and I it just breaks my heart. And I'm like, oh man, yeah, that sucks. And he goes, just to know that he'll never. And this is his exact quote. It sticks to me to this day. Probably what fifteen years later or some shit. He goes, just to know that he'll never know the touch of a woman. And I go, I, like, at this point, fucking f- flabbergasted, right? I don't, I don't remember what I said, but I think it was like, it was, I was stunned. And I was like, I don't know about that. Like, yeah, I can't. It I, was something. It hit me like a ton of, a, a ton of bricks, right? Yeah, me too. Just and I was shocked. like. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, uh, 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 you know, uh, we'll be leaving now. <laughs> he 
He'll never. You don't. You don't know that. Oh, man. he goes. You, know, you don't know. No, he goes. I'm sorry. I, I actually. You, I said I'd never forget the quote, uh, but I did get it wrong. He said, "It breaks my heart to know that just like you, he'll never oh. know the touch of a woman." That was what it was. That's what it was, and I got mad like instantly. Like, oh. I, I remember don't... being mad. Let me just tell you. Everything works fine. I think that's been established. Yeah. And and for anybody that's listening to this and is not, you know, is has never been around or isn't regularly around someone in a wheelchair, I almost guarantee that you realize that that's not the the way to go. That's not a cool move. But just in case you didn't, don't don't ask somebody in a wheelchair about their fucking their genitals. Yeah. And how not- they function. <laughs> like, don't make the assumption exactly. that everyone in a wheelchair is in their wheelchair for the same reason. Don't make you know, you know, just because you see somebody with, you know, uh, you know, a condition or something like that, it doesn't mean, oh, you know, my brother has that. You know, you know, the other one I get that is not as offensive is they immediately think I'm a veteran, right? I like that one. Now I've and, been you when that shit happens. And like I'm not quite, you know, uh, we're not like you know. Oh, he's not a veteran. Like you don't. Yeah, that one's not near as bad as like. Sorry, your dick doesn't work, dude. Yeah. uh, And and I'm like every time it happens, I'm like, do I, do I give off that vibe? Do I look like fucking Tom Cruise and born on the Fourth of July or something? Fucking no. Looking like Dan Down Bad Mick Foley. It's the. It's not having to do like. It looks like one of your legs may be prosthetic. You know, you have you have the regular leg and then what may be a prosthetic leg because of like an IED injury or something. But yeah, and and a couple of so times people are assuming that you got blown up from the waist down. A couple of times, uh, the the perpetrators will rename, remain nameless to protect the innocent. But a couple of times on trips to Texas with Jexy, I've had the awkward like somehow I get left alone with somebody I don't know. That is in some way like in the sphere of Jesse's friends or family. And like it's almost like a magic trick, right? As soon as Jesse disappears, this person, both times, one time it was a guy, one time it was a lady, both times they could not wait. Like as soon as Jesse left, they were like, yo, tell me something. How's that dick doing? That dick working? Do what's do? that dick do? <laughs> do that dick do? And and you know what's uh, funny is I wish the first time it happened it was that tame the way I asked, I was asked the first time I was putting I was literally standing up putting my wheelchair in the trunk of the car and this guy goes looks to the left right and goes can I ask you something and as soon as he said that I I go oh, oh. I know what's coming I know the question and he goes. You can like fucking shit, right? <laughs> Am I, only... I can do both of those. <laughs> I do both of those fine. Thank you. <laughs> and fairly regularly. <laughs> One more than the other. I've been a little stopped up. Uh, and, and like once again, the shock hits me. And the only thing I can say is, oh, totally. <laughs> you like this like you wouldn't believe <laughs> like you wouldn't believe <laughs> like you this wouldn't is... believe sir 
This bad boy holds so much blood. <laughs> this bad boy can fit so much spaghetti in it. <laughs> oh. You want to talk about some Star Wars? Let's change the fucking subject from my dick, please. Yeah. I don't you know how know much how I like start. talking about your dick. Oh, boy, do I. Um, so, uh, first up. There is a unannounced live-action Star Wars project that's in the works right now uh, for Disney+, Plus, right? Like a television thing. So, you know, we oh. have we have all the stuff they announced at the Disney uh, Investors Day, you know, um, that Lando show. Who knows what's going on with that? I hope it still happens. Uh, Can't wait for that. That's going to be cool. Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, Cassian, uh, so on and so forth. But there is something that is yet, uh, apparently as yet unannounced, that they're in the process of casting for, that may or may not be sort of High Republic related. Huh. And it seems like maybe they're casting uh, roles for some kids, like, you know, Stranger Things aged, tw- 11 to 12, somewhere in there. Interesting. Um, if I had to guess, that will be a Star Wars celebration announcement, uh, since that is you know like three months away or something. And the thing about it is, well, I, I it would make sense at this point with celebration only being that far away that it's like a celebration announcement, or it could just be announced and forgotten about on a uh, random Tuesday, and then celebration rolls around and they're like. Listen to Anthony Daniels talk. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but so uh, there's not really the casting calls are going out and stuff, but it's not really known exactly what it is. However, one thing that is starting to float around is that director John Watts is potentially up for uh the job of directing like at least an episode of this this series right well that's cool for people that don't know john watts is the director of the latest spider-man trilogy so homecoming far from home no way home which let me tell you that's got me pretty fucking stoked i love spider-man he's my dude uh i love those three spider-man movies and i thought you know they they were really good they were pulled off really well so yeah if he wants to direct an episode or two of star wars tv i'm all about that that could be real cool it could be awesome yeah (laughs) um so that was one thing that's sort of been floating around that i um i saw that i thought was kind of cool now the other thing this is kind of interesting It seems like, and I'll say this to any listeners out there, if you are hesitant or or spoiler-phobic, like if you don't want any spoilers for Obi-Wan, I'd say be very careful because it seems like almost immediately after the Book of Boba Fett came out uh, and they released the Obi-Wan poster, fucking spoilers and rumors galore you know 
uh, Hollywood reporter is saying this and this person saying this and so on and so forth. So it seems like shit's getting out there, right? But one one little nugget of potential info came from uh, a pretty unlikely source. Uh, and that is our buddy Ian McDermott. Really? Old Sheev Palpatine himself. Old Sheev. Old Sheev Palpatine. So he was doing a, um interview with the Metro. And this is the quote. This is what he had to say. I think I have to accept that thanks to my ungrateful granddaughter, my annihilation was finally final. But of course, Vader is back in the new Obi-Wan television series. So suppose it's not impossible that one day his mentor might be discovered once again skulking in the shadows. Well, that would be cool to have old Big Papa Palpatine in the Obi-Wan series. So it kind of seems like a given. Like, I don't know why it never crossed my mind. Again, now that we've mentioned it, it would seem like a missed opportunity to not to. Right, exactly. And I'm not saying he has to be, you know, a major role. But you could easily have him pop up for a cameo, you know, talking shit or giving orders to Darth Vader. Uh, Yeah, it makes total sense. Why wouldn't he show up in some form, especially if Ian McDermott is willing? Um, Yeah. That poor old fellow. How many times he's going to have to strap on that ghoulish ass nutsack make makeup? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm sure he gets hyped for it to a certain degree. You know, and and like poor Robert England, that plays Freddy. Yeah, but, I was gonna say he had to do it a lot more, way more. Yeah, he did. But uh, like he said, like nah, man, uh, like. It's not that I don't want to ever play Freddy again, but I don't want to play Freddy again. Getting that makeup put on, especially at my age, fucking sucks. So, you know, I wonder how close in age the two of them are, Ian McDermott and uh, Robert England. Although I kind of feel like maybe the Palpatine makeup isn't quite as bad. But what do I know? I'm not the one getting a bunch of latex shit put on my face, making me look like a pepperoni pizza. At this point, it shouldn't be that bad. Like, it'll be some of the scarring from the prequels and some crappy skin. You know, that it shouldn't be. I, 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 I wouldn't imagine there's a large amount of prosthetics other than the, the brow. And depending yeah. on how far along you leave the cloak, you don't even have to show much of that. Yeah, I guess that's true. So Ian McDermott's 77 years old. Let me see what Robert England is. Robert England is 74. So they are pretty close in age. Pretty close. He is an old man. No. You know, to be stalking around killing people in Freddy armor. Well, he has not Freddy done. He, up. he hasn't been Freddy since like 2003 or something when Freddy versus Jason came out. It's not. Right. Um, unfortunately. Oh, shit, I nailed it. It was 2003. I'm pretty good at doing that sometimes. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. Uh, like you were saying, like I was saying, it makes a ton of sense for Emperor Palpatine, Palpatine to show up. 
like maybe it could even be a hologram. I know that's like one of the most fucking common uh, guesses for a character appearance is like, oh, maybe they just show up as a fucking hologram. Um, yeah, I uh, I like the idea. I would like both. I would like a physical appearance and then a hologram, just yeah. because the first time we see him in the original trilogy is in a hologram, mm-hmm. and then you see him for real in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. It just so- seems nice parallel. I didn't even think about that. That would be cool. <laughs> um, and you know, there's also rumors that uh old buddy jimmy schmidt <laughs> will be showing up i sure hope so i, I sure hope so like once again as far as bail organa goes i kind of considered him a shoe-in for the cassian series right yeah you're dealing with you know the rebellion and and all that stuff and i was like yeah of course bail organa and then once again because i'm a dummy didn't even consider that like how much sense it would make for Bail Organa to show up. Why? Because Bail Organa is the one dude who knows where Obi-Wan's hiding out. Also is the one who inevitably sends his daughter exactly. to find Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. So if and and it seems pretty confirmed at this point um, I guess we won't know anything until we actually see it or see something official but if Obi-Wan is really leaving Tatooine in this show like how's he I mean I guess he could just fucking feel it in the force or something maybe get communicated through the force by Yoda or some shit but maybe Yoda tells him to keep an eye on him through the force while he's gone right or maybe uh, Bale is like hey man (laughs) there's this dude Darth Vader he is fucking shit up and Obi-Wan's like wait what who? Ooh. I left that dude burnt dick Robert England pizza on the side of a lava stream on Mustafar. He ain't dead. And they put him back together? Oh, I bet he smells terrible. I gotta see this. I I really like the idea of the whole Obi-Wan show. Just be Obi-Wan leaving Tatooine and searching the galaxy because he just wants to see <clears throat> what Anakin and looks when they like finally now. meet up, like he's not even mad. He's just like, "Damn, son, you let <laughs> them do this to you." He sees him. He's like, "Oh, you know what? You look fucked up. I can only imagine what it looks like I, under that whole thing, sir." I wanted to see it, and now I just feel bad, sir. You look like an oven pizza that got left in the oven unattended for about. Six hours. Do you have eyebrows? I can't tell. You do? Do you not? Sometimes uh, it depends. And, and, and Anakin says, "Well, it kind of depends on if I'm animated or not." Time of day. <laughs> and and, and Obi Wan says, "What?" And he's like, "Well, if I'm in live action, then there's no eyebrows. In fact, uh, in live action, I might have some eyebrows, and then they might disappear the next time you watch them. If you know what I mean." And uh, if I'm an animated, then for some reason the eyebrows are back. Can't really explain it. And Obi-Wan's like, oh, well, no, I'm about to age 30 years in the next 10. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get it. And then that's the end of the, the end, like the Star Wars music starts playing. That's the end of the Obi-Wan series. <laughs> Neither one of them uses a single force power or fucking whips out a lightsaber at any point. <clears throat> um, so 
literally the last thing to talk about is it appears that the Lego Skywalker saga, the new Star Wars Lego game, is no longer going to be delayed and will actually make its April release date. The developers announced that the game has gone gold. Uh, What that means is that they have reached a quote-unquote finished build of the game that can then be sent off for like uh manufacture like to be fucking pressed into discs and shit right of course nowadays that quote-unquote final build can be worked on until the literal release date when there's like a you know a 400 gig (laughs) first day patch or some shit right but most of the time a gold status on a game means it's in the can it'll release on its release date it doesn't That's always crazy. yeah i am i'm actually kind of excited to check that one out it's been a little while since a star wars lego game released i enjoyed star wars the lego force awakens game but i also didn't think it was that great it's a little janky in parts so uh-huh. them coming back at it and doing a new engine and tweaking some things i think could be pretty cool um I will say, uh, I don't think it'll happen with this game, but just because a game has gone gold does not mean it won't get delayed again infamously a couple years or a little over a year ago. Cyberpunk announced like, hey guys, (laughs) we've gone gold. And then like a week or two later, they were like, hold up y'all, delayed another month. So we'll see. We'll see. We shall see. We shall see. Does Liam ever mess around with uh, the Lego games? I know he's becoming a little bit of a gamer now. He, uh, We just haven't got there yet. I Video games have become such an obsession that it's hard to introduce a new one when you're trying to control the, the amount. Yeah, I totally get that. What is... What is his current? What's he into currently? Um, he re- he likes Mario Kart. Okay. Uh, and he likes Luigi's Mansion. Like he's kind of stuck on Luigi's Mansion. He also likes Mario Deluxe, mm-hmm. which is uh, kind of like a updated version of the old school side scrolling yeah. Mario. Yeah, it's it's the line of like two point five D instead of full three D Mario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's it's really good. good it's game. Fun. Chris has a lot of fun with it. She likes it. Mario is like the only video game she'll play, and she'll play that one. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah, I know. I knew he was in the Luigi's Mansion because uh, you sent me that video one day. Will sent me a video of his kid being like, he's talking to to Liam, and he's like, "What are you about to do?" And he's like, "I'm about to record my podcast." <laughs> and Will's like, "Oh, really? What's it going to be about?" And he's like, "Well." I got to play the new Mega Man game and some Luigi, Luigi's Mansion, and then I'm going to record a podcast about it. And Will's like, okay, well, you do that. You have fun with that. So, uh, got to say, fucking cute. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Because I used to, I would have to watch Boba Fett. You know, when Boba Fett was out, I would be like, look, you know, here, you can watch YouTube on the tablet for the 45 minutes that I'm going to watch Boba Fett. He's like, oh, you're watching Boba Fett for your podcast? I was like, yep. Sure That's am. awesome. That's funny. You should have been like, hey, why don't you watch a little Boba Fett? 
It's just so violent. It's so yeah. violent for a five-year-old. We'll get there. Of all the Star Wars things, Boba Fett and the Mandalorian are probably the most violent. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could see that for sure. You know, honestly. With the exception of maybe Rogue One. Rogue One is pretty violent. Yeah, I mean, But I, I think it's intended they, to be. It's a war movie, right? Like, I guess they've all got their moments, you know? But <clears> um, I was thinking about A New Hope the other day. And really, the really only part in New Hope is when... Uh, Obi-Wan cuts off... Ponda Bobo's arms, yeah, in the... In the uh, and you, that's about it. Did you, you just know? call him Ponda Bobo? No, what's his name? It's Ponda Baba. I thought you said Ponda, Ponda, Ponda Bobo. I yeah. probably did say Ponda Bobo. I don't... Have you ever heard the term... Honking on Bobo? <laughs> no. I used to, I can't remember who it was in high school, but there was this kid. I don't even feel like it was someone that was in my actual class who referred to like a blowjob as honking on Bobo. Okay. So, so now every time I hear Bobo, I just think of that. Hon- okay. Honking on Bobo. <laughs> and I don't know if this is. A thing this kid made up, or if this is an actual term, you know that sounds like something that your your uncle who really liked Guns and Roses, you know, and drove the mud truck. Sounds like something he would say. <laughs> oh, so oh man, uh, you know, she was just honking on Boba. You know who fought? Uh, who? <laughs> you know who uh, thought uh, my Bobo wasn't getting honked? That Who's dude at Best Buy. That dude at Best Buy. And Jesse's family, apparently. No, 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 no. I, I, it's nobody in her family. To oh, be okay. fair, nobody in Jesse's immediate family has ever, has ever asked that. But presumably because they would, they would be like, they'd probably ask Jesse before me, but they wouldn't even do that. So no. Well, if you've ever it's, hooked it up at the house while you stayed there, then you know no, they just then just have evidence that it's happening. No, man, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Just because I can doesn't mean I have to at every opportunity. Fucking bust oh, an no. air mattress and everybody's I like, I disagree wholeheartedly. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Fucking Mr. David Coverdale. You know who David Coverdale is? He's the lead singer of White Snake. You want to hear from our friends? Listen to some voicemails and some emails. Let's do that instead. Kia D. Kia D. Kia D. Cockhead. The only Jedi master who can crash box. Kia D. Cockhead. Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a big Surian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kitty cockhead. To stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty cockhead. What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge. But he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead. Cockhead, 
All right, guys, if you want to uh, send in a voicemail or an email, boy, is it easy. Blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. That's all you got to do. And then you can be one of the cool kids like I should have had this pulled up and it would have been a fucking seamless transition. Our buddy Jim. Good evening, Austin Will. I uh, wanted to ask you about Boba Fett and their use of the flashbacks, and if you think they were necessary. Uh, I've tried to imagine what it would be like. Um, I feel like Hawes would be really good at walking us through. Uh, you, you don't have to, of course. Uh, what it would be like if the, if it was a straightforward timeline, because I don't see any payoff with the uh, with the flashbacks the way that they were. I think it gummed things up a little bit extra more than it helped and i think they were just trying to avoid having two episodes of uh no no uh best car armor and um too much tuscan raiders i guess they wanted to spread it out i, I don't know but what do you guys think how do you think it break down uh in chronological order all right ignite the dream you know i i do kind of wonder how it would work chronologically like with the uh, structurally if it was rearranged and it was actually something I thought about sort of cutting together on my own just to, not only to see how it is but also to see like to just do it as like a sort of a more simple video editing project <coughs> um, but I, I'll be honest with you I never ended up downloading or finding uh, you know rips <laughs> of the season to do that um, I think the flashbacks are crucial, especially with the way the story's told, because chronologically we pick Boba up in the desert with the Mandalorian. Um, after he's been through his transformative experience for basically years in the desert. <clears throat> so I feel like that experience being so transformative, you needed you needed to tell that story. You needed to understand why Boba Fett was different when, from when he went into the Sarlacc pit to what he is now, you know? Yeah, and, uh, and I, I feel like, you know, I, obviously this is a show I reference a lot, right? But I feel like in this particular instance, it's a good reference point. You know how in Lost, right, they do the, the quote-unquote present day and then they do the flashbacks. And somehow the story of the flashback always pertains to the story of the present day, right? Right. I feel like they could have pulled that storytelling device off a little better in Boba Fett. But when it did work, I thought it was pretty cool. So, like, you know, in the flashbacks where he's talking to Finnick and telling her like, look, I'm tired of working for these idiots and almost getting my ass killed. One time a dude asked me if my dick worked. It sucked. His name was Bib Fortuna. And you know what I did, uh, what I'm going to do to him. Um, I actually, now that you, you mentioned this, a cool place to really kind of tell the Tuscan Raider story, you could weave it throughout the entire season and then, like, tell the end of the Tuscan Raider story right before uh, Cad Bane 
reveals that it was the Pikes that killed him. That wouldn't have been bad. Like, so I think you're hitting on exactly <clears throat> sort of what I'm thinking. Like, I dug the flashbacks, and I dug the format of it being told in present day and then flashing back, right? But I right. do feel like they could have remixed it a tiny bit, structural. structural. <clears throat> What's the word I'm looking for? Structurally? It's, yes, that's the one. Um, and uh, they could have reformatted that just a tiny bit, uh, including, by the way, the two episodes that didn't have Boba Fett. They could have restructured that all, and I feel yeah. like it probably would have been felt a little smoother. You're right. I think um, you're right. I wonder if that has anything to do with the the rotating directors amongst episodes. I mean, it might, you know, that's the thing. Like, I have a feeling like when you compare Obi-Wan uh, to um, The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, it's going to feel more like uh more consistent, right? Cuz it's Deborah Chow doing the whole thing. Maybe then, less episodic. Yeah, it's going to feel more cinematically whole. Like there may be storylines that have arcs that are like three or four episodes deep. Well, yeah, and it's only going to be six episodes, right? But I feel like it's going to feel like this long six episode movie or you know, like you know what I mean? Uh, whereas sometimes, and it's not just in Boba Fett, it's also in Mandalorian, the tone can feel a little different and off from episode to episode when you have all the different directors, right? Which It's very episodic in a comic book kind of way, right, which I dig exactly. in all yeah. honesty. In all honesty, I, like, I think both approaches are really awesome. I'm really looking forward to what Deborah Chow does in Obi-Wan. She's one right. of my favorite directors from the Mandalorian, but I also don't mind the multi-director format either, where we get to see different people's takes on this particular Star Wars, chunk of the Star Wars universe. Um, But I do think doing that, you know, you do, uh, will occasionally have these times when things might feel a little weird or different, but then at the, on the reverse of that, when you have someone that comes out and really fucking shines, like a Deborah Chow, like a Rick Famuyiwa, like uh, so on and so forth, I think that will just make it even more apparent, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. But <clears throat> I do, like, I I am very interested. I would be very interested to sit down and watch The Book of Boba Fett chronologically and see how that feels as a story versus the version we got. But at Uh the end of the day, when the flashbacks, when they do uh, pull it off to where the flashback has some sort of anchor or, or reverberation in the present day storyline, I think that's really cool and worth having it in the flashback format at the end of the day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Let me see here. Um, next up, I'm going to sneeze. This is from our buddy. Huh? Ah! Excuse me. This is from our buddy, Josh. Hello there, Haas and Will. This is your internet pal, Josh Wright. Um, I hope you guys are doing okay. Um, 
I know you're keeping it clean, um, especially you, Haas. Uh, so um, I had a question. Clean and working like a charm. <laughs> in I think it was episode five, maybe episode six, but I think it was episode five of the Book of Boba Fett, uh, where uh, Mando goes to visit Luke and Grogu um, on whatever planet they're on. Um, <clears throat> some of the scenes with Luke um, I found interesting, um, <clears throat> especially the part where Luke is trying to get Grogu to remember his past. Um, he um, tells Grogu something Yoda said and then kind of tries to pick his brain. Have you ever heard anyone talk like that? Did you hear anyone talk like that back home? And later he try to, tries to get him to remember home. Um, but um, instead we get that enigmatic uh, vision in the Jedi Temple um, involving Order 66 and Grogu watching on as Jedi are mowed down by clones. Anyway, uh, this got me wondering um, if we are going to be getting um, some more answers um, coming up in The Mandalorian or somewhere else um, about Yoda's home planet and about Yoda's species. Um, I know in the past, uh, Haas and Will, you guys have said, you know, you think that's probably going to remain a mystery. Uh, we're probably never going to know, and that's okay. It's okay if there are some things that are still mysterious in the Star Wars world. Um, and I just wanted to know if your thoughts about that had changed. Um, do you think we actually are going to learn more about uh, Yoda's species and planet um, based on that? Um, or do you think they're just kind of uh, teasing us um, and they're not going to, and they're, and they're not going to, kind of um answer any of those questions anytime soon so um i'd be interested to know what you guys think uh like i said before uh hope you guys are doing well um uh, thanks for the great podcast and may the force be with you all right so what do you think will man i really don't know what do you think i kind of think I'm a little torn on it. You know, I distinctly remember when Mandalorian season one ended and we were sort of talking slash debating when the armorer told Din, you need to take him back to his people. And we're wondering, well, does she mean the Jedi? Does she mean he needs to go live with the rest of the Yoda species? Um, and very quickly, uh, it became evident that it was the Jedi, right? And I remember yeah. back then thinking that it kind of was a possibility. That I we was going to yeah, I, like what I was going to say was that I, I still don't, you know, I still don't think that we're going to see more than Grogu. Uh, it, I mean, like it, it could totally happen, but <clears throat> I just still have that feeling that that's too much exposition on a large mystery of the star Wars universe too soon. You know, like, uh, they're going, they're going to have to want, if Grogu is going to be a Mandalorian and not a Jedi, like a Jedi master that sits on the council, 
he could very well be the Mandalorian, you know, that sits on the Jedi Council, or he could be both, you know. But uh, if they're going to want another Yoda-like being, that's a Jedi. Yeah, so... Do I think it'll ever happen where we more, learn more about the species or potentially see the home world? Eventually, maybe. Eventually, I could see someone just not being able to help themselves and being like, I'm going to be the one that does this. You know, watch out, you know? Um, it would be interesting if the Yoda species homeworld no longer exists. Like they are nomadic and tribal people that are so rare because they are scattered throughout the galaxy on different planets. They don't have a homeworld and therefore are ever more rare. Yeah, and, and I could also see, you know, once again, it's it's kind of all about the care with who, which with whoever is tackling the story decides to approach it with. Because, you know, on the other hand, I could see, and it could be real bad too, I could see yeah. a situation where they're like, all right, guys, you won't stop fucking talking about it, especially that guy in the wheelchair whose dick apparently works. Uh, we're doing a Knights of the Old Republic era movie or like a Dawn of the Jedi. Uh, and there's an all Yoda planet. And, and like there all are tons of Yodas. That could be real They all bad. speak in riddle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could, once, I could totally see someone not having the restraint to not do that, right? But as far as the Mandalorian story goes, like I think we'll get a little more. But I also think when Luke is asking him about his home, I think Luke is even referring to the Jedi Temple. Because, you know, Luke's been hanging out with Ahsoka. Ahsoka tells Din that someone rescued Grogu from the Jedi Temple. And the prequel era Jedi, we know, like, recruit kids real young, right? So... I would have a feeling that, like, as far as anything related to a home, that's probably what Grogu would consider home, right? It was the Jedi well, Temple. That and Luke himself is on a quest for knowledge. You know, any knowledge he can find of the Jedi and what they were like before they fell, you know. Exactly. And this kid has access to that. I think, you know, I think he felt that he was going to choose the shirt. And this was his last chance to ask him, you know, any information that he might could possibly glean. And you also got to think, uh, like, okay, so Grogu is 50, right? 50 years old. Yeah. At the time of the destruction of the Jedi Temple, he would be half that, roughly, from the time we see him in The Mandalorian, so like 25, 24, 25. So he was yeah. even younger then. When I mean, you take that all into account, like, he was a baby baby. Right. So, yeah, I think he does consider the temple home. Um, otherwise, I kind of feel like any information that Luke would want about the pre-fall Jedi Order, he could get a lot of that from Ahsoka. She's right there. He doesn't have to mind probe this little green baby. Bully him. Um, <laughs> I also think that if he no longer has a connection to a previous tribe or 
people, he won't have to grow up with the riddle speak. Yeah. Uh, and then not that I hate it that much. It's just so Yoda, right? Like, yeah, I kind of seems so specific to Yoda. I don't need an entire species to speak like that. I don't either. I always liked the idea that that was a Yoda thing, not a Yoda species thing necessarily. Um, so we'll see. I do hope because once again, like it may not be immediately. It's going to be a little while. But eventually, in Star Wars history, from now to the end of the time, from now till the end of them making Star Wars, eventually, we're going to see an older version of Grogu that talks, at the very least. If not, a completely different character of the same species that's older, that talks. And uh, I would prefer if they didn't, you know, talk in the exact way that Yoda did, personally. But... I bet he's going to sound like a six or seven year old. Like, I bet. He's got, you we, know what he's going to sound like? <laughs> There's going to be a time jump, right? Before Mandalorian season three, and it's going to open. All right. I want everybody to, unless you're driving, obviously, close your eyes and imagine this. It's all. And then uh, the Mando's new in one starfighter comes out of hyperspace and people are thinking oh fuck yeah man we're kicking off literally where we left off in the book of boba fett and mando's driving and then the camera pans back to show grogu and his little baby yoda bubble and we notice like oh grogu looks a little different then it hits us right uh oh shit there's been a time jump i think grogu's older and then it cuts back to Mando, and he's like, Hey, uh, kid, uh, what you doing back there? And Grogu says, um, I'm playing Luigi's Mansion and the new Mega Man <laughs> game, and then I'm going to record my podcast. <laughs> that would be good. Yo, be Lee, I, think, I think Liam would be the perfect voice actor for Grogu when they need him. He would. He would. <sighs> um... But yeah, I I want some stuff. Like, I love when shit gets explained in Star Wars, but I also want some of it to remain a mystery. And I was about to say, every time you reveal a mystery, you, you make the world smaller. And I know that doesn't make sense, but the mystery is what keeps kind of the border so open. Does yeah, that... and, and you know, okay, I promise... I'll do my best. This will be my last Lost reference. But one of the things <laughs> I really liked about Lost was all the mystery, right? And I know it drove other people crazy, but I lo <laughs> loved, loved, loved that they were like, oh, you've been wondering about it? Here's an answer. Haha, <laughs> surprise, you got five more questions just because of that answer. You know what I mean? Like where they would answer a mystery and then deepen <laughs> the mystery further. Um, so I do think there's ways that you can do that pretty well without just giving everything away and, and like you said, shrinking down the world or the universe or whatever. <laughs> but some things, I just, I don't know. Like, we've we've had Yoda as a character since, the, since 1980 and haven't needed, you know, an entire explanation on 
what planet he came from, what species he is, and all that. I mean, that's fueled many campfire Mountain Dew fueled conversations, right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, and I mean, and that very mystery, by the way, right, is the appeal is a large a part of the appeal of Grogu. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Because the ability for people to discuss what mm-hmm. potentially could happen, you know, all the possibilities of where he's come from and who he is and where he's going. Yeah, because in at the end of uh, Mandalorian season one, they pop up that that space pram and it's a baby Greedo. Like, yeah, we'd probably all be like, "Damn, baby Greedo's kind of cute, y'all." But yeah. I don't think it would inspire the same awe and mystery and cockadoody speculating that having it be a, a baby of Yoda species did. So yeah, absolutely right. All right, we got one more voicemail, and then we'll call it a night. This one is from Yuta. Yuta. Utah. Dougie. Dougie. Osmel, this is Dougie. Uh, I had a question. If you were to create your own sidekick in the Star Wars universe, you know, how would that go? What would uh, what would you do there? You know, there's always a Wookiee or maybe a droid like K2, but like if you had a a uh, creature, what would you guys pick? Well, you could do a droid too. What kind of droid you'd go for? Um, there's always like maybe a, a really techie Ewok, um, the Wookiees, um, there's that monkey looking dude in, in the solo movie, there's like Nianum, like who is your co-pilot, your guy that you're going to go out and run around the galaxy with? I was thinking maybe it would be cool to have a pair of Jawas that are like outcast, maybe they're really dressed up in like a ninja suit and they run all over the place like maybe thing one and thing two from dr seuss and help you fix your ship and they have some good fighting skills and have all sorts of tech on them you know maybe a pair of jawas would be fun like that um yeah what would you go for how would you do it what's your setting all that fun stuff love the podcast take care bye thanks buddy oh i like this question All right, Will. Give me a cup. I, I would like to hear if you had a droid sidekick. All right, put together your Star Wars crew. Your Star Wars crew is you, your main star, your your main sidekick, a Star Wars creature that's along for the ride, and a droid, a type of droid or a specific droid. I like the idea of my second in pan being like a sassy female droid, like uh, was it L seven, L three, Solo, L three, from Solo. I like that. And that's funny. I think it would be cool. Um, the competence of a droid, you know, you know, you, they could help you execute anything. They could fly the ship for you while you had to do something else. Like that's awesome. Uh, a Wookiee warrior would be cool. <coughs> Excuse me. Chewbacca is more like of a pilot engineer mechanic. And, uh, yeah, mechanic. And mm-hmm. Chrysanthemum is a gladiator. Like something in between the two would be cool. Like a Wookiee commando or like a Wookiee ranger. That would be neat. Um, and then uh, a thief, a rogue, maybe a Twi'lek or a, uh, a Rodian. 
And then it would be cool to have a sort of druid-like character uh, it, that had pets, like familiars. He could have like a uh, a pack of lizard monkeys, salacious crumbs, like that was hey. like just crawling all over him and around him, and he could sick them on people and stuff. And if you get hungry, they apparently make excellent kebabs. Mm-hmm. According to that first episode of The Mandalorian. There you go. <laughs> uh, I don't trust those things, man. Uh, just like those uh, those emoji Star Wars goats from Super Bowl Sunday, I don't trust a Kowakian monkey lizard. I don't like them. I saw one as a kid rip out C-3PO's eyeball. And that was it. You're yeah. done. I'm glad the motherfucker burned up in the blowed up sail barge. They have them um, at Disney World that you can like cool. magnetically perch up on your shoulder those and then like cool. control them with the little controller and they'll move and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I think those things are cool. The porg up on your shoulder is cool too. I think that's cool too. <laughs> um so my crew. So for a droid, I don't know, man. I'd probably just want like your your faithful companion R2 unit of some sort. Mm-hmm. I imagine him being sort of like green and silver. Cuz green's my favorite color. You know what I mean? Like there he like if if he's anything like R2, he's loyal. Uh he's going to save your ass about a billion times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, lucky. He can, lucky with the force. He can hold on to just about anything for you. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, oh shit. Uh, R nine or whatever his name is. There's the cops. Can can I can I put this in your droid compartment? <laughs> um, he might even have rocket boosters for the first ten years. Who knows? Until the warranty runs out. Yeah. Exactly. I need Until to get they up. Don't make those no more. I get odd to. I need to get up some stairs or something. I can just bear hug the motherfucker. And let him rocket boost me to the top. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think I would go like your standard R2 as a droid. A creature, 100%, would be a white loth cat. From oh, Rebels. that's cool. I thought um, you were going to say a Tauntaun. No, I, th- I think Tauntauns are great. I think they're awesome. But uh, I essentially have a white loth cat that lives with me. And you know how tight me and Walter White are, buddy. Super so, tight. Um, For some reason, I don't imagine Lothcats being that nice. Oh, uh, if I Walter had one, is exceedingly nice. If I had a, a white Lothcat from birth, like a, from kitten age, like I did Walter, it would be Loth kitten. Yeah, a little Loth kitten. It would grow up to be just like Walter. Um, and as far as like a sidekick, a sidekick. Um, like, yeah, a Wookiee is tempting. Like, there is something very appealing and tempting about having a Wookiee sidekick. Right? Um, I mean, he's he's like a big dog that's like your best friend and, like, he's your homie. Intelligent. Intelligent. Um, but I don't think I'd go with a Wookiee. Um, and, like, the joke would be for me to say a Serian, like Kiati Mundi. I'm not going to uh, do that because yeah. like uh, it's funny as Ki- Kiati Mundi is for the meme of it for the show. Like 
also don't think I could stand being around that dude for too long. I'd be like, all right. I Buzz get Killington it. the third. Mr. Buzzkill, you contradict everything I say. You poo-poo me constantly. Um, you know what I think would be cool? And, and partially it's because I thought the uh, the uh, practical puppet or whatever you would call it that they put to, together for Book of Boba Fett was so cool would be to have an Athorian sidekick. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. very cool. I think that's what... The Jawas was, was a good idea, but I think the Athorian... I like the idea of the two Jawas too. Because you know yeah. they would like be comedic relief in that they'd always be bickering and bitching with each other. And like, yeah. let's say you go to see a space movie, and you want to save a couple of bucks. You take one Jawa and you put it on the other Jawa's shoulders, and then ratch them up, ra like wrap them up oh, in a trench man. coat. Two Jawas in a trench coat. One alcohol, man, please. We're gonna have. We're gonna see that before too long. Yeah. You've put it out into the universe, and someone actually is gonna bring it up Monday. Be like, guys, guys, guys. Two Jawas in a trench coat. I could be mistaken, but I believe you know that. Star Wars Hunters game that's coming out on phones and Switch, I believe. It's like the hero shooter. Oh, okay. Um, almost like Overwatch, but Star Wars. I think one of the characters in that is two Jawas on each other's shoulders. So I think I'm not... I don't think I'm super original with that. That's too could, funny. I could be wrong, but I believe that is. <laughs> All right, buddy. That wraps it up for us. Thanks for recording with me this week. Oh, dude. Just a ship full of Ewoks. Like, instead of just, like, having porgs that live on your ship. Just a like, shit what ton if the, of Ewoks. What if the tribe of Ewoks just fucking live there? Like, they just milled about, you know? Look, it would be cool. And, like, it would be awesome. But I also feel like it would take a little while for them to get acclimated being off of indoor. So, like, I think things would freak them out a whole lot at first. Your cargo, your like cargo bay would be like a little treehouse lifted off the ground, like four <laughs> feet off the ground. And I feel like they'd be trying to eat everything they came across, or like all the wires. They'd be making wire spaghetti. Yeah, and they, it might take some. There might be an adjustment period, but once they got uh, settled in, yeah, I think it'd be pretty. Cool. Those porks settled in pretty nicely. They did. They sure did. So, uh, listen, guys. So did the Rathars. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you're not hauling Rathars. I'm hauling Rathars. <laughs> oh, my God. Why are you hauling Rathars? I was doing a job for King Prana. How'd you get him on board? I used to have a bigger crew. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, hear me out. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, please. It really helps us out. Please. I know most of you guys probably will know. I see the numbers. I know most of you haven't. Uh, but a large, a, a nice number of you have. I'm not even going to say a large number of you have. Nice number of you have. So if you haven't already, take a, take a little couple minutes, a couple few minutes, leave us a nice five-star review. really helps us out. It helps people that like Star Wars podcasts find our Star Wars podcast. Exactly. Otherwise... I'm going to have to start playing the new Mega Man game with Liam, and me and him are going to podcast about that. All right, guys. name recognition out there. Yeah. Maybe in the Mega Man market. Yeah, man. We like <laughs> Rush. Um, I know who Dr. Light is. Uh, I, uh, sheesh. Uh, 
If you like our theme song, check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, on Spotify, or at Stoned... Stand Up Dudes and some great music. Stand Up Dudes, great music. Stonedcobra.bandcamp.com for all your stoned Cobra needs. And if you uh, enjoy video games, should check out mine and our buddy Steve's video game podcast. It's High Potion. It comes out every Monday. And this Monday, if everything goes according to plan, we will have an episode with our early Elden Ring impressions. So if you, like us, are really looking forward to Elden Ring but want to know, want to hear couple dudes fucking about it all day um <laughs> then all you need to do is check it out that's high potion and we'll see you guys next week hopefully with a little little more to talk about otherwise i'll just i don't know talk for 15 minutes about more dumb shit people have said to me that offends me so we don't want that so cross your fingers pray that to the could star go on for hours i could do that for days uh, until then, this has been Blue Harvest. I'm Hals Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>